When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Does a robot know you like a neighbor? Insurance Corporation will fulfill requests to cover anyone, anything, anytime, anywhere, with most standard algorithm in the order it was received. Please hold. Robots don't know you. We do. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting the insurance coverage you need always starts with a conversation. Find a Farm Bureau agent at fbfs.com protect. It's your future. Let's protect it. You're listening to the Bears Brothers podcast and postgame show. The place where Bears fans across the globe hang out online after every Bears game. Now get ready. Because it's time to bear down. Welcome back, Bears fans, to another episode of the Bears Brothers Podcast. I'm your host for today, William Ingalls, and the Chicago Bears got off to a great start in their division-heavy second half of the season with an absolute trouncing of the Detroit Lions. However, there's no rest for the weary because the Bears will be right back in NFC North divisional play with a primetime showdown against the Minnesota Vikings. At 6-3, and three, the Bears could take a two-game lead, basically, on the Minnesota Vikings with a win on Sunday night. So this game will be absolutely pivotal. So, as such, we will break down the five key pivotal matchups for this week. So let's not wait. Let's kick it off with matchup number one, Bobby Massey versus Daniil Hunter. Yes, you heard that right. I am breaking down an offensive lineman on the Chicago Bears that is not named Charles Leno Jr. And that's because the matchup on the right side of the Bears offensive line is going to be the key one to watch this week. Most people have their most uh, efficient pass rusher on the left side for the blind side. However, Daniil Hunter for the Minnesota Vikings has been on an absolute tear so far this year. We'll get back to him in a second, though, because we haven't really talked about Bobby Massey on this section of the podcast at this point in the year. According to Lester Wiltfong's sack watch that he does weekly for Windy City Gridiron, he's only allowed two sacks on the year, and I largely agree with that. Mitchell Trubisky is an athletic quarterback who can get out of sacks at times, but also put himself into sacks at times. I think that's a very fair number. And I also agree with Pro Football Focus's grade of having him roughly in the average range for a right tackle in the NFL. But really, that whole offensive line has been playing well as a team. They've only allowed 18 sacks through the first nine contests that the Bears have played. And that's pretty impressive considering how much Bears quarterbacks have been knocked around in years past. Yes, part of that's because we had Cutler playing, but... 
it still accounts for how well this offensive line has been playing as a group. And the reason you haven't heard Bobby Massey's name a whole lot this year is because he's been getting the job done. However, that job's going to be very hard this week. Like I mentioned prior, Daniil Hunter, very strong start so far. 43 tackles and 11 and a half sacks. This man has definitely got to the quarterback all season, and I don't think that's going to stop uh, this week against the Chicago Bears. Bobby Massey, like I said, his name's kind of been in the shadows a little bit, which is what you like with most of your offensive linemen. There's going to be nowhere to hide in this primetime matchup. This is going to be one that everyone is watching. Premier sack, uh, sack master and Daniil Hunter, at least for this year, going up against Bobby Massey. Going to be a fun one to watch and a key one for the Bears if they want to keep Mitchell Trubisky off the ground. Going on to matchup number two, we have Chicago Bears quarterback Mitchell Trubisky versus safety Harrison Smith for the Vikings. Now, Trubisky, of course, had one of his best performances of his career against the Detroit Lions last week. He was fitting balls into just absurdly small windows, was really playing confident the entire game, and it showed. However, prime time for Trubisky has not exactly been that way. He's completed 60 passes out of his 94 attempts, which is about a 64% completion percentage, for only 499 yards, three touchdowns, and three picks. He's also rushed the ball 15 times for 78 yards and a touchdown. Now, per attempt, 499 yards on 94 attempts averages out to 5.3 yards per attempt. His career average, so we're even taking the Dow Loggins offense into effect here. He only His career average is 7.25 yards per attempt in primetime that drops to 5.3. And also have to remember that two of those starts were within this new system. They were the first two weeks of the year but to this point, the primetime lights have been pretty big for Mitchell Trubisky, and that's going to be something he really needs to tune up because the Bears cannot afford to have him go back to year one Trubisky. They're going to need the one that showed up against the Detroit Lions because the Minnesota Vikings are no joke. And as I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, and as I'm sure you all already know, this is a huge game. The Bears need their players to show up, and Trubisky is definitely one of those players that needs to show out this week. Now, going up against him will be Harrison Smith. He is a ball-hawking safety in Trubisky's first start, one of those primetime games. Harrison Smith nabbed the game-winning interception for the Minnesota Vikings. That might be something that sticks in Trubisky's head, but regardless of that, this year, Harrison Smith has been very efficient. How personalized can a financial plan be when it's created by one of those robo-advisors? Plugging in standard algorithm to calculate insurance need and future wealth of random human client. Robots don't know you. We do. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting to know you always comes first. Together, we'll create a financial plan based on your specific goals. Find a local Farm Bureau advisor at fbfs.com protect. It's your future. Let's protect it. 47 tackles, 3 sacks, 5 passes defended, 3 interceptions, a forced fumble, and a fumble recovery. He is a guy that does it all. He is a guy who is all over the field. He is a guy who thrives off of reading the quarterback's eyes. Trubisky is going to have to be aware of wherever Smith is on the field. Those 3 sacks are telling. They like to send him on blitzes. So it's going to be key for Trubisky to be recognizing and reading Harrison Smith at all times. And he's also going to have to shed this lackluster primetime stat line to this point. I'm confident in his ability to do so, but it's going to be a tough matchup with a guy like Harrison Smith roaming the secondary for the Vikings. Now on to matchup number three, we have linebacker James Trevathan versus Vikings running back Dalvin Cook. Now Trevathan's kind of been underneath the shadow of Roquan Smith's explosive play, the fact that he's all over the field and making tackles. However, James Trevathan actually just took back the tackle lead for the Chicago Bears this season with 65 total tackles, 
in addition to two sacks, three passes offended, and an interception that he probably owes the credit to Khalil Mack, forcing an underthrow on Ryan Fitzpatrick way back in Week 4. He's going to have an interesting matchup this week against Dalvin Cook, who's been largely injured this season and out, or at least playing less than 100%. He only has 46 carries on the year for 187 total yards and no touchdowns. However, when you think about that, that is still over four yards a carry. He's also up and out of the backfield, 13 receptions on 16 targets for 127 yards. That's just about 10 yards per catch out of the backfield. He's an explosive weapon. While he hasn't been on the field a whole lot, when he has been, he's always a home run threat. And the Detroit Lions saw just that. Despite being a stout run defense overall, Dalvin Cook had a 70-yard scamper on them two weeks ago. Remember, the Vikings have been on by this previous week. So this will be an interesting matchup to watch. Danny Javathan has definitely still been a field general for the Chicago Bears at this point in the year. He's going to have to continue to do that as the middle of the field, I imagine, will be under attack a lot this week with guys like Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen running across the middle a lot for a bunch of their routes, but also controlling the run game, making sure the Vikings do become one-dimensional as Kirk Cousins has proven at times to be a little careless with the football. He's going to be responsible for making sure that run game shuts down, and Dalvin Cook is going to be the main guy they need to shut down, make sure that home run threat stays at home and doesn't go the distance. Key matchup to watch this week. Moving on to matchup number four, we have Khalil Mack versus tackle Riley Reef for the Minnesota Vikings. Now, I haven't gotten to talk about Khalil Mack in some time. He's been less than 100% for a while, and it's tough to grade a pass rusher who's going at less than 100%. But to this point in the year, Khalil Mack has 25 tackles, 7 sacks, and 4 forced fumbles. And most importantly, he looks back to that scary 100% that makes offensive coordinators, quarterbacks, and offensive linemen not sleep well the night before a game. Now the person who will be tasked with blocking him for the majority of this game will be Riley Reef. Former first-round pick taken by the Detroit Lions back in 2012. He's been around the league, and he's been an efficient tackle for the majority of his time in the NFL, both on the run end and the pass end as well. He protected Matthew Stafford for some of his best seasons, and he also was a leader on that 2013 squad, which had Reggie Bush, the last 1,000-yard rusher that the Detroit Lions had. So it's going to kind of be a situation of best on best. The Minnesota Vikings offensive line isn't exactly the best, but Riley Reef has definitely been a standout for them. But he's also going to be going against a standout for the Chicago Bears defense, and that's Khalil Mack. This will be a really fun one to watch. Uh, Kirk Cousins is not exactly the most elusive quarterback, so Riley Reef is going to be tasked a lot with making sure that Khalil Mack stays off of him for the majority of the game. I'm looking forward to seeing Khalil Mack once again on primetime because he's shown out both times the Bears have been on primetime this year. Hopefully he goes a perfect 3 for 3. And that leads us to matchup number five, our game breaker of the week, the most important matchup for either team achieving success and ultimately a victory in Sunday night's game, and that's going to be Kyle Fuller versus Adam Thielen. Now, despite a rough start to the season for Kyle Fuller, of course, everyone's still going to look back to that dropped interception against the Green Bay Packers in week one. As of late, Kyle Fuller's played like a top five corner, which is basically the contract that he was given was to play like a top five corner as he's being paid like a top five corner. To this point in the year, he has 27 tackles and 11 passes defended, but most importantly, a lot of those passes that Kyle Fuller is getting his hands on are now becoming interceptions, which was the large part and large criticism of him last season and in years past. Now he will have probably the toughest matchup in the NFL to this point. Adam Thielen's been on an absolute tear in 2018, 78 receptions for 947 yards and seven touchdowns basically just midway through the year. That's absolutely insane. And also tack on to that that he has been a great 
third down target for Kirk Cousins. He has 51 total first downs on the year. As a route runner, Thielen might not be matched in the NFL to this point. He's been absolutely incredible to watch, despite how awful it is to watch the purple and gold uh, be efficient on offense. But you can't discount what Adam Thielen has done. There's not a whole lot to say outside the numbers and technique, because these two guys have ultimately been some of the best of their craft the last few weeks in the NFL, and frankly, the whole NFL season. Kyle Fuller at times might gamble a little bit too much. That would probably be the only technique thing I have on him. He got caught again trying to leap, uh, cutting, uh, trying to undercut a route and leaping for it, trying to get an interception and ending up allowing a 20-plus yard uh, play. However, I think that's probably about the only thing you can point out because other than that, both these guys have been physical, both these guys have been efficient in running routes, and both of them have been converting in big moments outside of, of course, week one for Kyle Fuller. It's going to be an absolute treat to watch this matchup, and I could encourage you guys more to have your eyes fixed on this one whenever these two are on the field together. That will bring us to the weekly winning edge where I go back through and say which team has the edge of winning each of these five matchups. So let's just take it right back to matchup number one. We're going to have Bobby Massey versus Daniil Hunter. I feel as though Daniil Hunter is going to be able to carry on this to momentum he's had to this point in the year. Bobby Massey's been solid, but he hasn't really had to go against a force like Daniil Hunter to this point in the year. I think one or two plays do slip by Bobby Massey, whether that allows a pressure or a sack. I do have to give this edge to Daniil Hunter at the end of the day. He's been absolutely incredible at this point in the year. And Bobby Massey, though he's been good, has not been great. And to this point, Hunter's been great, so I'm going to have to give this one to him. And that brings us to matchup number two, Mitchell Trubisky versus Harrison Smith. I think we'll see a gradual improvement from Trubisky, like I mentioned in that primetime kind of struggles that he's had. I think we'll see some improvement, but I don't think we'll see enough. Harrison Smith's still been playing at the top of his game, and the primetime lights have not hindered him at all to this point in his career. Chubisky takes a step forward, but I'm still going to give the edge to Harrison Smith within this matchup. So that's going to be two to the Vikings, zero to the Bears to this point. That'll bring us to matchup number three, Danny Javathan versus Dalvin Cook. While many are saying that Dalvin Cook is returning to 100%, I still am going to take Danny Javathan in this matchup. He's not gotten the credit for being the leader of the Bears' defense. It's definitely fair to say that Cleo Mack uh, provides a spark based on his play, but the Bears are also getting a spark based on Danny Trevathan's leadership and the way he motivates the guys on that team. I think he's going to continue to motivate them, and I think he's going to play a heck of a game himself. Dalvin Cook's going to be shut down by this linebacking core in front seven of the Chicago Bears. Edge, Chicago Bears, Danny Trevathan. That brings us to Cleo Mack versus Riley Reef. Khalil Mack, I think, is just someone who, with his motor and his talent, is always going to get at least one play in on whoever he's playing as long as he's at 100%. I think this week will be no different. Khalil Mack will have at least one impact play, so you got to give the edge to Khalil Mack in this matchup. It is now 2-2, Bears-Vikings. And now that we're tied at 2-2, that brings us right back to our game-breaker of the week and our winning edge tied at 2-2. That's how close I see these two teams at this point in the year, a more experienced team in the Minnesota Vikings, but perhaps a more talented team in the Chicago Bears. This is going to be a really fun game to see pan out, and I think it's going to come down as close to the best players on best with Kyle Fuller and Adam Thielen. It's going to be those kinds of matchups and those kinds of players with that kind of talent that's going to determine the big games like this, and these are the big games that we're hopefully going to see the Chicago Bears in more times this year. When it comes down to this matchup, though, by the razor-thin edge, i got to give this one to Adam Thielen. The momentum he carries on to this point in the year, I know he's just popped up on the injury report, but he has run crisp routes that you rarely see. I mean, the stuff that we've seen from Anthony Miller 
in windows and in segments at this point in the year has just been Adam Thielen on every single route this year. I got to give him credit based on that. I think Kyle Fuller is going to play a good game. I think it's going to be a really fun duel to watch, but I think that Thielen's going to get a couple plays in on Fuller this week, and that's why I got to give the edge to Adam Thielen. However, like I said, a razor's edge. I give the uh, matchups and winning edge a 3-2 to two victory in favor of Minnesota. However, as I always say, this is never an indication of how I think the game will go. This is just the winning edges based on the key matchups that I see heading into this week. This is going to be a really fun game, and in a lot of ways, I think this really signals that the Chicago Bears, or more of the Monsters of the Midway, are back. And it's great to see. It's fun that Sunday Night Football is going to be back in Chicago. It's going to be a matchup. I really enjoy watching all five of these. It's fun when you're fighting for the top of the division. Don't have that lost on, don't have that lost on you, uh, regardless of which way this game goes. Enjoy the fact that the Bears are back where we love them to be, and that's at the top of the division, fighting for NFC and NFL supremacy. However, with that in mind, it's time for me to wrap up. How personalized can a financial plan be when it's created by one of those robo-advisors? Plugging in standard algorithm to calculate insurance need and future wealth of random human client. Robots don't know you. We do. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting to know you always comes first. Together, we'll create a financial plan based on your specific goals. Find a local Farm Bureau advisor at fbfs.com slash protect. It's your future. Let's protect it. The five key matchups of the week and kick it over to the supreme overlord of the Bears brothers, Will DeWitt, who will give you the three keys to unlock a Chicago Bears victory against the Minnesota Vikings. Will, I hope you enjoy your new title for the week and please take it away. Wow. Supreme Overlord. Will, I swear, you find a way to up these titles each and every week. But yeah, I'm very excited to jump into this week's Keys of the Game. Let's go ahead and begin with my first key, which is going to be protect Mitch. Give him some time. The Bears are going to be tested up front this week. And if the offensive line does not rise to this challenge, we could be in for a long day offensively. If the Bears want any shot of winning this game, it all starts with how well the offensive line can handle the Vikings' pass rush. On the year, the Vikings have taken down opposing quarterbacks 31 times. That's tied for the most in the NFL. And even though Trubisky has played very well while pressured over the last three weeks, he's going to need some help from his guys up front in order to allow these plays to develop and kind of go through his reads as Minnesota can get after quarterbacks from all angles. Daniil Hunter, he is, of course, the obvious key here, right? 11 and a half sacks, second in the league, and his matchup against Bobby Massey, well, Will already alluded to it earlier. It's vital. But this is across the board because outside of Hunter, everybody has found ways to contribute this season for the Vikings, and they must be accounted for. This remains true for safety Harrison Smith. His three sacks in the year are second of all safeties. And nickelback Mackenzie Alexander, he also has three sacks on the season, which is right up there for all cornerbacks. So just how well the Bears pick up Minnesota blitzes will go a long way towards determining just how well the Bears' offense fares on Sunday night. Another matchup to pay attention to is going to be on the interior. It's going to be Sheldon Richardson versus, I'm presuming, Whitsman's going to be at right guard. And Richardson, he has consistently been getting into the opponent's backfields all season long, and he's going to be a tough man to handle. So if he goes off, Trubisky, he could be in for a world of trouble. So if the Bears are unable to keep the Vikings' pass rush in check, the rest of the offense is going to struggle without much chance to get anything going. So my first key this week, to mitigate the damage and the impact that the Vikings can make with its rush. 
Looking over at my second key this week, turnovers and points off them. Minnesota has turned the ball over 13 times this season, and they only have a plus one in their turnover differential. This is a huge area of opportunity for Chicago. They have the NFL's best turnover margin of a plus 13. Additionally, the Bears do have the most points scored off of turnovers with 89. And here's a breakdown. They've scored four defensive touchdowns. They've scored seven offensive touchdowns after turnovers and four field goals. Minnesota is a team that's going to give Chicago a few opportunities to create some takeaways, just as they have all season. Whether it be knocking the ball loose from Cousins in the pocket with his lack of ball security or taking advantage on a poor throw and coming away with the interception, if the Bears can capitalize and be opportunistic as they have been all season long, it's going to go a long way towards the Bears' win. But it's not just getting these turnovers. The way to really take advantage and put Chicago in a favorable position to win is to make sure to score points off of those turnovers in one way or another. And again, the Bears have been doing this all season. It's a large reason behind their success, and it must continue on Sunday night. Those big swings in momentum and points at home will exponentially increase the Bears' chances of coming away victorious. The Bears do have a tough matchup offensively against the Vikings' defense. That's noted. That's obvious. And finding a way to capitalize off turnovers is how they can, quote-unquote, steal some points, especially if the defense houses it themselves. So a big key this week will be for the Bears to continue their trend of generating takeaways and scoring points off them. And now on to my final key of the week. When we bend, don't break. Red zone defense. I mentioned this on a preview podcast, but it's truly a huge component of this week's game. Chicago's defense has one Achilles heel, and that's allowing touchdowns in the red zone. And I give them credit, they only allow two red zone trips per game, and that is the fewest of these trips in the entire NFL. But once teams find themselves in the red area of the field, the Bears do struggle to keep them from six. Currently, the Bears are allowing touchdowns in 68% of red zone trips on defense. That's the seventh most in the league. Now, over the last three games, Minnesota, they're ranked 11th on offense in red zone efficiency. They're scoring touchdowns on 69% of their trips. So the two averages between the Bears, what they allow on defense, and how often Minnesota converts on offense is pretty identical. And that scares me a little bit. The Vikings average more than three red zone trips per game. So say the Bears bend more than average and allow those three trips. With those current averages that I just mentioned, the Vikings would score a minimum of 14 points on those three trips and most likely 17 uh, with two touchdowns and a field goal. Now that might not sound like a lot, but if the Bears can keep them out of the end zone on just one more of those trips, that drops the minimum points allowed to only seven and the maximum of only 13 uh, with it being a touchdown and two possible field goals. That's a big difference. Four points may be all that really decides this game. So if the Bears can keep Minnesota to, say, 40% or under in the red zone and ensure the Vikings don't rack up touchdowns in the red zone at their current clip, it's, it's going to highly increase the Bears' chances of winning. Adam Thielen, he has four touchdowns in the red zone this year, three of which have came inside the 10. Containing him is obviously key, ensuring he doesn't get open over the top or with a quick inside move. It's going to be crucial. Uh, Thielen, he gets 34% of the team's red zone targets. Obviously, a big key, a big component. So again, an improved red zone defense from Chicago is going to be a crucial element on Sunday night. All right, I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Bears Brothers, both Will Ingles matchups and, of course, my keys to the game. And I hope that you are as excited as I am for this big-time divisional matchup. Lots on the line, and I'm confident that this team makes a national statement. Up next, Nick, Brandon, and myself will talk to you as soon as the final whistle blows late Sunday night. But until then... 
Enjoy the game, and of course, bear down, Chicago. Bear down.